Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Ed, Nathan, welcome. Hello, thank you thank for welcoming us. I'm so glad you're here. I, I didn't want to interrupt. It sounded like you had more. There was, that was a very mm-hmm. pregnant There pause. was. I thought, was. that's not a period. There's something else coming. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm so happy to have it's you not sitting. not a period, for it was Four a pregnant inches away pause. From me. I think one time we should nope. have J- Jason say, no greetings and salutations. Ed and Nathan decided not to come today. Right. <laughs> that would not be good. All right. It might be. It might be better. We have a five-minute five podcast. I wouldn't have anything to say. It might be way better. I'm just letting y'all talk. That's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> so, uh, we. Uh, by the way, this is uh, podcast episode number 80. Nice 80. round number there. It is. It is. Can Multiple round. You got a round Lots of rounding. Of yes. And then another. I was married in 1980. Well, there you hmm. go. There you go. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> I'm just, I was just bringing up the fact that you I'm, were I'm six. Sh- uh, yeah. I was not born. 1974 was when I was born. So, yes, I was six years old. All right. I could have been your flower boy. They <laughs> call them ring could. bearers, but we couldn't afford to have. Oh a yeah, flower it's, it's flower girl and ring hey, bearer. I don't want to say nothing. You give. You, I said hey, that you know wrong. what? It's twenty twenty one. If you want to be a flower boy, I could be that. Be a flower boy, yes, Jason. If you today want to go y'all, to somebody's y'all stop. wedding, that's that, just stop. just saying. Well, you that's going to generate so many comments. Uh, we know that's what true. About. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. All right. So yeah, we made it to episode eighty. Believe it or not, and we're still doing this. Somebody must be listening. <laughs> Jason sounded very disappointed. As, it was as if you could see behind his eyes every d- dream and aspiration he had as a child crashing around him. And he was still doing this. No. Because when we started, I thought, yeah, this will go about four weeks and we'll be done. Well, that is often the way things are at Community Christian. You is. never know when you start something. Is this still going to be part of my job in six weeks? Eventually, somebody goes, no, stop it. Stop doing that. that we survived COVID with this. We did. We, we we made it through COVID. Maybe COVID well, is why. I don't know. Are we, are we through COVID yet? Oh, well, let's not have uh, that. Now you're going to really get some comments going. We're going to have lots of comments in coming in about this kind about. of thing. I'll tell you this. Anyone who wants to have this, I have uh, torn off because it was, it, I guess it was the sweat made the made the wrapper on my water bottle come off. And now I have it and I don't know what to do because there's, there's a trash can right there. I don't think I'm going to be able to hit that. It's I think you can walk over there. Nobody will care. Joel, cut away from, or leave Nathan's empty chair on the screen. Okay, going to leave the empty chair on the screen. Go ahead. You can talk, Jason. He'll just so what y'all should think about with the empty chair is, is there someone we should have come fill that empty chair? Mm. <laughs> I'm, back. I'm back. I was actually looking forward to seeing you shoot it over there. You know, oh, you're a big have... basketball guy. And yeah, well, that, yeah, well and play. since I couldn't oh, see it, we, by the all way, we had to do was let him shoot it and go, yeah! That's right. Oh, that's true. This reminds me, uh, you made a prediction a few I weeks did, ago. That was horrible. And it, you were off bad. I was off bad. Because yeah. the, the Bucks won in six honest, and won the man. last four what in a row. That? All right, so. so here's a fun thing we could do. I don't know if it's fun or not. Let's predict where the Falcons will be. Oh, this will still be in preseason. We won't have played a game yet. Not yet. How many games will the Falcons have lost when this is played? Zero is the answer. Uh, Well, we could predict the season. (laughs) We could. Well, let's just wait until we're into the season. All right, we'll do that. And and predict who's the Super Bowl champ. Yep. Okay. Tom Brady's playing for them, I'm sure. Whoever he's playing (laughs) for this year. Whoever whoever that is. Okay. So. All right. I have a headline for you guys. Good. Oh, wonderful. And um, I just have to say, I don't do these on purpose. Uh, I really, really, really don't. But 
it, it seems to always I, the weird. I, I feel like you are doing it. No, on I, I just I don't realized even know what it is. But it, it must we be didn't the, do it, so you had to do it. It must be the websites that I'm looking at. But um, it always winds up being about animals. All right, okay. weird, weird news and animals just go together. Okay. All right, so oh, yeah. like, is this, this about one, a hedgehog? This one, no. <laughs> I just wondered if All it right. was or not. This one I chose because it was local. Okay. It happened in our very own home state of Georgia, Augusta, to be specific. Okay. And uh, to me, when I read the headline, I thought, this is terrifying. Couple finds mama snake and 17 little snakes under bed. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, seriously. A Georgia couple had a bit of a scare on on Sunday. Uh (laughs) <laughs> they came face to face Does it have that in the article Or did you just Oh my god It's in the article Three, four S's Right there Wow Alright They came face to face With a large snake family Under the bed Trish Wilcher Thought she saw A piece of fuzz On the floor Under her bed In her home in Augusta But when she reached for it It suspiciously moved In fact There were 18 snakes Under the bed Oh you know, though, it is a little shocking to me that this is news. <laughs> that they didn't burn the house down? Well, yeah. <laughs> that this is news. Because I'm not saying, but I actually have, I, I've known other people that have found out that oh. they've been in a home and there were snakes in the home and they didn't know there were snakes in the home. Maybe not under the bed, but it just feels like, I mean, now this is Augusta. So people who know, Jason said this is a local story, but in case you're not local to it's Georgia, not local, it's local. not local to us very much. It's, it's local in, in the, the state. state. But honestly, I, could be, there I could be to Alabama before I could be to Augusta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From but I are. could be to Augusta for supper. Well, oh, to, sure. But to answer your I question, a Chattanooga you, you asked a question. I'm going to try and... Okay. You said, well, how come it doesn't... Maybe these folks are the ones that, that, that decided to call the news. Maybe. and maybe Nobody the news else said, does. Maybe that's all it takes to get on the news in Augusta. <laughs> yes. News! I ripped my water bottle. <laughs> Young man rips water bottle paper off. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Welcome to Augusta. Now, I guess it's good news. They were non-venomous garter snakes. That's yeah, also that seems like way less news at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's getting worse as far yeah. as newsworthy. Yeah, but uh, and they got the they got the snake out, and then there's a long thing, not long, but a few lines in the story about whether you should, you know, what you should do about snakes in your house, whether it's a common thing. It's apparently it's a common thing that snakes get into people's homes. Did you it, know this? Yes, it doesn't surprise common. me. I, we had a snake in our basement in uh, in Grantville. We lived, we backed up to the woods. Mm-hmm. I didn't find the snake, but I found snake skins in my basement. Ah. Um, and they, Which in, in many ways is more terrifying. Oh, yeah, much worse. Because then Cause I'm now like, you don't is know he where still they are. in here? Yeah. Is, is he, he still, still here? here? But apparently, as you would expect, when they are shedding their skin, they're incredibly vulnerable, so they try to find quiet places we had an unfinished basement we were never in the basement so so the snakes took the snakes like this looks like a good place yes. there is a line in this story that i found if i were the people who were part of this story the people who own the home it would be insulting to me so it's common for snakes to come inside a home if the home has a mouse problem i can see that they go there's food here yeah but wouldn't that that, that that was kind of a backhanded <laughs> insult to the it family. Was, you got was. mouse problems. I will say right. this: you guys now recently have heard the story. I I once went and visited someone in a home, and they told me not to go in a certain part of the house because there was a, a raccoon in that part of the house, and that per that a raccoon, raccoon a raccoon was living in one part of the house. So wow. I'm just gonna say. 
It's not uncommon to uh, have animals so, living. So in they your knew home. the raccoon was in there. They just shut the door and said, "He can just have this it." This is it. I think they're. Uh, yes, I think that is equivalently what happened. Open the door and go. Greetings and salutations, <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> and if he'd have said that, I'd have really ran. Uh, yeah, and if the raccoon was like, "Did you guys see? I ripped the water bottle paper <laughs> off of this," and he was very excited about it. But I just said, "You have a story about sleeping in a room oh, with I, a snake, and you didn't know I, it." Back in the days when I was in Kentucky starting a church, there was a place that let us stay uh they would house us on the weekends and we were sleeping in this one room and it was an old old farmhouse and when the spring came they we were back over there and they go you never guess what we found in the room you were in there there was a snake in underneath the bed that y'all have been in we, the skin was there and yeah. all that kind of stuff and i was like <laughs> just don't tell me those things because yeah, in kentucky in the winter that snake definitely wasn't moving. no he was hibernating yes because that room i mean there was an old farm it was cold we had to have mountains of covers on us to wow, stay yeah. somewhat warm yeah, I followed. We I just we recently had a thing here where we had some potting soil, and someone said, "Hey, you want to take the potting soil home?" And I said, "Sure, I'll take the potting soil home." And that night when I got home, I read a thing online that had said um, it was from one of these gardening groups I'm in, and they they had said that they went through their potting soil, and when they were scooping some out, they found seven snakes that had gone into their garage, climbed mm-hmm. in, and had laid their eggs in the potting soil. And I said, mm, "That's reason to burn that potting soil yeah, right now." Right. Yeah, now, yeah, luckily, yeah. I live in a place where. I can't imagine uh, any snake getting because we don't have any woods near. So in my so. neighborhood, anytime you say you saw a snake, the next people were like, "You didn't kill it, did you? You didn't kill it, did you?" Because you oh, know they're good snakes. They're good snakes, oh, yeah. and you know they're you gotta snakes. gotta be after good. Was it a good snake? And I go. I didn't stay around to ask. <laughs> Dude, tell me about your morals. That's right. He's a good. He's, <laughs> a, actually, he's a good member of society. I'd he like votes in every are. election. I actually have that conversation every time my wife sees a snake because she's all about. Get out there and kill it now. And I'm going, like, well, now hang on. Yeah. Because there could be a, a, there are good snakes. There are good and, snakes. And, and they eat the venomous snakes. Almost nine out of ten snakes that I see around my house are the good They're ones. Good and I'm like, we need to leave him alone. He's he's eating the, the, he's the keeping, mice, keeping the rats. The raccoon out of, our, out of our bedroom. That's right. You <laughs> want a raccoon to take <laughs> over your that. daughter's bedroom? You, you really want, want that to happen? You don't want that. So we got to have snakes. Or maybe you do because you just shut the door and say you can live there. Hey, come on in, Rocky. If you need a roommate. There you go. That's right. Or somebody to help you pay rent. That's right. They Raccoons put it on their Airbnb listing. Same. You can stay it's three bedrooms plus yeah. one dining room that has a raccoon in it. So exactly. <laughs> we don't accept pets because we already have a raccoon. We already got one. You can't bring your pets. It angers the raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very jealous he of the attention. Play well with others. He does have a friend that's I'm a, a good super snake. host. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now I actually do have a serious question. A single, solitary, serious question. Thank you for the serious podcast person. Today. Yeah, we we did get one question this week. Good. That was it. But we're going to answer it. So here's Once the again, question. Jason sounds very disappointed when he said, "I this. want lots of questions." Okay, that's good. You just keep you keep harping on it. I feel like I Jason, don't want to have to. Mess this stuff is Jason's up. last episode. He's going to end <laughs> it by letting us know I can't do this anymore. Eighty was my limit. There I'm done. Go. Okay. Here's the question. How can Christians, and they put Christians in quotes, so how can Christians, air quotes, be sure that they aren't the ones that Jesus will say he doesn't know on Judgment Day? And they reference Matthew chapter 7, or the lukewarm Christians that are referred to in Revelation chapter 3. So, uh, for context, I guess we need to uh, read them up. Read those passages. So I, I pulled those up. Uh, the passage from Matthew chapter seven. Of course, it's Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking about um, 
the, the end of time, I, I, you know, when judgment day is coming. And he says, now, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name, performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. The other passage they refer to is Revelation chapter 3, written to a specific church at a specific time, (laughs) a church in uh, Laodicea. And he writes, I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. So the questioner wants to know, how can a Christian be sure that I'm not one of those people? And first I would say to you, um, kudos for asking the question. Absolutely. That says a lot about you. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that might already answer a fair amount of your uh, That's very, why I brought it up. Question. Yeah. That's why I brought it up, because my first thought was someone who would ask that question and be diligent enough to investigate the truth of it is probably not one of the people being addressed in those passages. Well, and should we give even a further context to yes. both of those parts? We should. So, you know, Matthew 7 is the tail end of the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus' longest sermon that we have, um, and... Uh, that's right at the, if I remember correctly, it's right at the beginning of three teachings that he gives that are all basically saying the same thing, which is, so he says this, then he says, um, a lot of people maybe heard this before. He goes, you know, the narrow is the path um, that leads to life. The wide way uh, leads to destruction. Destruction. And then he gets to the builder, wise Mm -hmm. and foolish builder. Those who do, Jason just did a sermon on this. Mm -hmm. uh, When, if you do what I say, you're wise, you've built your house on rock. Really what Jesus is getting to in, in that whole section is this idea of, hey, there's really one way to follow me. Mm. Uh, that's the narrow part. The narrow path doesn't mean that it's exclusive to just a handful of people that yes. somehow figure out what he's saying is it's narrow, meaning it's specific. It's mm-hmm. spe- the specific way to follow me, and I know this sounds silly, but... It's just to follow me. Yeah. Do what I tell you to do, and it's specific. There is no... As opposed to, I'll do things my own way. Yes, and I'll throw these prophesying in your name, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll cast out demons. Those parts fit my lifestyle, mm-hmm. which also go to the lukewarm part, which I often missed most of my life as this idea when Jesus... In, it's Jesus speaking in the Revelation uh, vision at this point is... What he's saying is Jesus would rather you be cold to God altogether Mm -hmm. or just be hot. This kind of middle ground is not what you want. But when you know, and and you guys probably know even more than I do, I've read a few things recently on this, that really what he's talking about is in these Roman colonies where you would have these aqueducts or pipes that are bringing water. It's Laodicea, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's right in the middle between uh, these hot springs that would bring in really hot water and this these cold springs that would bring in cold water. And so they were always getting lukewarm water. And mm. Jesus isn't saying, I would rather you be cold. He's saying, stop mixing two things together. Mm. And what he's saying is, don't take a little bit of me and a little bit of your politics as we've talked before or what your mama told you was good wisdom and all this thing and mix them together and say you're following me you take all of me whether it's the hot water coming from this side or the cold water he's not saying hot's bad cold's good or he's, cold's bad. what he's what the illustration really is is that 
least Cole's good for some things right. and Hot's good for some things. Mm. Nobody's generally saying, I wish I could get me some lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he's, those are both yes. useful because you chose a you were in a lane. Yes, he isn't saying cold water is bad, which is why he said I'd rather you be hot or cold because yeah. that's are, right. He's saying stop mixing, and that's really what he's also saying in Matthew seven is One you th- go around prophesying in my name. You like that part, but you don't really want to make me Lord and follow these other commands I've just taught in this sermon. Well, it's, it's people who were doing their thing, and then yeah. in your name, I'm going to attach Jesus to my thing, and yes. that'll make it cool. That's and Jesus what makes like, you because not that cool. passage you started, it, it hit me. I don't know that I had even, I'm sure I had read it, but it didn't hit me. But it, it's probably because of other things going on for me now and things I'm reading. I read this in another passage today that really came home to me. So the passage starts with, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Only those who do yes. the will of my Father in heaven. Yep. And one of the, I think one of the problems that a lot of us in can, in the only Christianity I know, which is American Christianity of the last half century, <laughs> mm. is that Christianity primarily has become about me believing something and and stating something, and we are even a little afraid of requiring that anybody do anything, yes. that the doing is not as important mm. as the saying and the believing. believing. But for Jesus here... And then today, my discipleship group was reading John 14, mm-hmm. where he says, you know, you love me if you do what, do I, what I, say. I say. At one point, he says to him, and if you will do what I say, I'll ask the Father to send a helper to you. Yeah. But he doesn't say, I'm just going to send the helper whether you do it or not. <laughs> yeah. And then our, our elders, when we get together and study together, we've been, <laughs> the guy who leads our discussion, we've been reading the Bible backwards. So we're, we're now in, everywhere we go from in the epistles of John, John's just again and again, this is about obedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not, it's not obedience to earn salvation. That's a different thing. Mm. It's, it's that if you, if you want to do Jesus' way, obedience is a part of that. Mm. Well, Getting to think you just make it up yes. is, and, and say, I'm going to tag Lord, Lord onto whatever I want to do if the Lord didn't tell you to prophesy, if the Lord didn't tell you to heal those people or cast out those demons, well, there, there wasn't any. There wasn't any good that came out. Your job is to obey the Lord. Mm. Well, and I think the the good you use this example. I think in your message about maybe it was heaven, maybe it was the one before, but it was in that um, Jesus loves me series, and you 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 compared that life with God, life in the kingdom, life in the power and presence of God is really like electricity that in the, in the narrow way, the specific way is it's not that it's hard to do. We often even say, oh, it's but it is go, precise. It's precise. I have to do it the way they told me to do it. And I think the struggle that most of us have with the illustration though of electricity is we're all living in a house that isn't wired for electricity. And so what happens is I can come to God and say, I'm going to, I'm going to plug into the spirit of God and I want to have this power. But when you've had a house and a lifestyle that isn't, you don't get the full benefits of the power until you go, I'm going to make some changes in the way I do things. So I think about Dallas Willer telling the story of uh, when he grew up and he grew up without electricity. And he said, when they came in, suddenly everyone had to go, oh, you know what? We got to throw away these kerosene lanterns because now we can plug in, but we've got to 
to run not just electricity to the house. We got to run it in every room. We got to get light bulbs. We got to go and now we don't have to hand wash things, but I got to buy a washing machine. So the power is there and I didn't do anything to earn the power that came in, but I may have to do things within, within my lifestyle and the way that I live. And these are the commands of Jesus is Jesus is saying, if you want to access this power that's there, that you didn't, you don't have to earn it. You're not doing anything to earn it coming in, but you can live in these ways by taking these commands that he teaches things like, don't be angry. Don't, uh, don't, uh, you know, be deceitful, all these kind of things, but forgive, love your enemies, that there is a way in which you live as if that's the way you should live, that that's reality. You access that power in a different kind of way. And suddenly it goes from something, as you mentioned, I believe, and I'm going, I believe I should love my enemies. Then suddenly when I love my enemies and it didn't make sense, but I did it. And whether the relationship got better, I got better. Now I know, mm. now I know Jesus was right. And you're right. It's, and I think Dallas says this as well. Grace is opposed to earning, but not opposed to effort. Yeah. So the, I think the answer to the person's question is how do I make sure I'm not that person mm. is you really do have to watch your obedience to what you know. If I know mm-hmm. that Jesus told me to do something, I can't just willingly act as if that doesn't matter. Right. And that I'm okay because I believe certain things and I'm okay because I do certain other things. If there are areas, I am responsible to respond to all the light that I have. I may not know everything Jesus wants me to do yet. I may not know all the things, but at every point I come to something that is clear, he wants this done Every time I say no to that, I'm not saying you're condemned, you're not saved. I don't want to say any of that. I'm saying you wanted to know how can I be sure I'm not. Jesus starts this passage by saying not everybody will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father that's in heaven. Mm -hmm. Other places he talks about you. if you love me, you will obey me. Obedience is is a pretty big deal, but it is to everybody. There's a measure sure. of, I hear a measure of uh, humility that has yes. to come in yes. to my heart before, that, that that doesn't exist in the people that he talks about in these, this passage that wind up in that category. That Those people that he's talking to, they have this sense of, my I've got my way of, of doing life, and I'm going to get Jesus as my rescue plan to get me out of it. And yeah. That that that's a really arrogant way to live life. It it is saying to Jesus, I know what you said, I know what you told me to do, and you said that was the way to live life. But I got that part figured out. I just need you for fire insurance. Yes, right. I gotta get this last ten yeah. percent. You can handle the hell thing, right? Yeah, I'll handle the life thing. It's and so many Christians live that way. What I say to people all the time, and let's just be honest, the only reason you trust him with the hell thing is what other option do you have? Yeah, because you can't figure that you out. You have, you don't know nothing about that. Right. You don't know what's going to happen. You're not even for sure mm-hmm. that he was right about that, but you ain't got no other option. That's so right. you 
take him up on that. But how you handle your money, how you do your sexuality, how you do your marriage, how you do your honesty, how you handle your anger, whether you forgive people, those things that you do have control over, you go, I don't need your advice on that. I'm going to yeah. do what well, I've seen people do. Or what I think's best. Or what I think's best or what feels right to me. Or it really hurts me to have to try to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's why, and I think this is hard for for. for for many of us, once again, because it requires humility, it is why people often find God in the middle of a crisis or they, or you, I mean, this is just true Christianity uh, around the world, not as necessarily true in America, but around the world is um, that the followers of Jesus throughout history and around the world are often in poverty and often in hunger, that, that, that the way of this world, they know this doesn't work for me. And my way of doing things doesn't work for me. And so when your marriage is in shambles or you're addicted to something or, or your finances fall apart, you're humble enough to say, it's not just heaven that I need. I got to get out of this mess and what I did. And there is a way, and I hear people even using it against it of, oh, religion is just a crutch because it's only people who are in crisis who need it. And but so is your vacation to Disney. Sure. Yeah. Your, your yeah. vacation to Disney or the other thing you do that you wait all year to get to so I have to tolerate the rest, that yeah. also is a crutch. And there's a way in which Jesus is saying when you humble yourself. And so it's not impossible for someone who is, but, who is very wealthy and very successful and life's just going really well. It's not impossible for them to turn to Jesus. But Jesus himself even says at one point how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And he's not necessarily saying because there's something inherently evil about rich people. What he's saying is when you are successful and you and by every means people and not just you everyone around you goes that guy's got it he has a secret that no one's no one goes to the homeless guy and goes tell me your secret <laughs> and let me write a novel they go to the fortune 500 guy even if his secret that he writes in the book wasn't his secret and he might have done something that he's not willing to write in a book to get his wealth everyone goes that guy's got something figured out when you're at that place, it's hard to say what Jesus says. If you need to be born again, and you got to come to me and say you need to learn everything about life from me, because how even how you think to handle money? No, Jesus, I don't need to learn how to handle money because look at how much money I got. Clearly, I'm good at that. And Jesus goes, maybe there's something you don't know, and there is a humility to that, mm -hmm. which is why often in America, because we do have just as a nation. Compared to other nations, we have more success, more money in the eyes of the world. It's it's we tend to limit it to, well, take care of the heaven thing because that's the one thing I know I can't take care of. I'll take care of my money. I'll take care of my family. I'll take care of my sexuality. I'll take care of all these other things. Hmm. And I think that part is very difficult for many of us. It's difficult yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, I'll just say you know the even the thing about it's a crutch. I guess I'm at a place where it doesn't bother me when somebody says that because nobody's <laughs> upset <crippled>. when <laughs> I break a leg yep. yeah. and somebody gives me a crutch and go, dude, it's just a crutch. Well, well duh. Yeah, when yeah why, it yeah. is. When you know I, I, need, I need a crutch. When you know you're crippled, you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with and, that. And that's what we all are admitting when we come to Christ. Yeah, Christ. No, the only difference <laughs> yes. is everybody else is still using things that there are acceptable crutch, crutches in our yes. culture. Yes. Yeah. Uh, turns out alcohol is a fairly acceptable crutch in our society. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, 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 not, or not being generous. Or, I can, as long as I've got a lot of wealth, yes. I'm taking care of it. If I'm not very generous, well, that's okay. Yeah. 
There are a lot of acceptable crutches that Mm -hmm. we've all just said, this is what we do. Yeah. All right. So we we got anything to sum up that question? Final final words? Answer of when you're, I love that phrase. You're responsible for the light you're given when you know Jesus wants you to do something and, and you need to do it. If you know that he needs you to do it, you should respond in that. Is there forgiveness when you mess up? Absolutely. There's forgiveness. But if you're, as we say, your feet are torn turned towards Jesus and you say, I want to follow you uh, like it's a narrow path that I would fall off of if I don't take every step you take. And that's what the spirit is for. The spirit mm-hmm. is, the spirit is with us to give us strength there's no condemnation. That that passage of yes. no condemnation follows Paul admitting, yep. uh, I struggle sometimes to do these kind of things, but there is no con- condemnation. Mm-hmm. And he ends it by saying, thanks be to God, Jesus, who's overcome all mm-hmm. the struggle I have. If I follow the way of Jesus, the struggle that I admit is naturally in me, there's no condemnation for me to failing on it. But I have to admit, I am failing. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't live a no-condemnation life if I don't admit. Most people would be condemning me. Yeah, I should be condemned. <laughs> I should be yes. condemned. There's no, well, of course there's no condemnation if you assume you don't deserve any condemnation. That's right. Yes. Well, all right. So hopefully that uh, puts your mind at ease, whoever wrote that question, because I think you should. Probably. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know you, I, but. I don't know you, but I think you're probably working on it. That's right. Good for yeah. you. All right. That's all I got. That was a short one. We got in under 30 minutes. Hey, good for us. So, Congratulations to everybody. We enjoy the rest go. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks for spending 30 minutes with us. You know us. what? We should put or like... if you're listening at double speed, which I listen to all podcasts at double oh, speed. Oh, of course. 15 minutes. 15. <laughs> Let's just put a video of Joel dancing in for the last minute and a half. Joel, you got that minute and a half of you dancing? At okay, good. 30. Well, there we go. We'll get we'll get some of Joel dancing. So enjoy say this clip. To all of our loyal listeners, if you don't see Joel dancing, make that the next question. All Why? right. Why is Joel Why not is dancing? Joel not dancing. Yeah, we'll take that one. We'll be all over that. <laughs> see you next week.